Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of I Am A Marketer But. I am still Kirsten Lovejoy, but today in the barn, the slightly warmer barn today, um, I have another guest. His name is Richard from Control It. Um, so Richard, you probably can introduce yourself much better than I can, mm-hmm. being that I met you 30 minutes ago. So go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks very much for uh, inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so yes, my name is Richard. Um, the company is Control It. Uh, we're essentially a full web agency. So we're based in Somerset, um, been around since 1998. That was back when the internet made a sound when you logged on. It's 10 years longer than I've been around myself. <laughs> it is a lot, I mean, in internet terms, that probably makes us uh, about 500 years old mm. as a company. Um, so we essentially, back in 2000, built our own content management system. So as a web agency, that lead us, leads us on to the sort of big, funky, complex websites. E-commerce is the obvious one, or fancy booking systems. And the other half of the department is digital marketing. So essentially making that website successful. Um, and uh, so SEO, which we were going to talk about today, is, <laughs> is, all, is all about that. And, you know, ad, AdWords, PPC, all the buzzwords that you've heard. But, um, yeah, I really wanted to talk today about SEO because I think it's um, people in the big wide world think it's black magic, some dark arts, and it's not really, but you need to know how it works it is one of the great mysteries of marketing it's up there with like the bermuda triangle yeah 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 so yeah. we're going to debunk that today then plenty of companies have been lost in the midst of seo i've been confused about it for years so i'm quite looking forward to this, this is basically just yeah an education for me and an excuse to do a podcast yeah. i think cool okay well then in that case let's let's just take a start then so what the hell is seo good that's a great <laughs> question seo like we all know, search engine optimization. It's one component, I would say, in the bigger overarching umbrella of digital marketing. So making a website work for it, for you and, and, it, and its market. SEO is great. I love it. It's probably one of the fastest moving industries you can get. Uh, Google, who rule our world in the UK point of view, between 86 and 89% market share. So with being 6% and Yahoo nowhere we have to pretty much do whatever google says i love seo but the thing wrong with seo is the acronym seo so search engine optimization i feel leads on to connotations that it's just about fiddling around with a couple of words on a screen and then bob's your bob's your uncle exactly (laughs) yeah no that's not but it needs to work side by side with all the other digital marketing stuff as well and I, i it's hard to explain SEO in less than four days, I think, but we're trying, we're trying to do it in less than four days here. SEO to me is the structural foundation work of a website. So it's the bit that talks to Google, essentially. Um, and then from there, once you've got the structural stuff, you make Google's life easier, then you can start building the good quality content, targeting the right people and all that sort of stuff. Um, but... I suppose the the better way to explain what SEO is is maybe go right back to the beginning and and then say where it's come from. So it's been through an evolution. Evolution. So 1998 is when Control It um, came to town, and that's pretty much when Google started kicking ass in the in the industry. So prior to that, we used to always have rubbish search results, you type, especially if you're using 
search engines like Alster Vista, you could get some all sorts of. I don't even know. No, you don't. No, you're looking at me completely <laughs> blank to the older audience. I remember Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, yeah, that was all around the same sort of time okay. actually. Yahoo was a big, uh, relatively big player back then as well. Um, users used to be frustrated. They type in whatever they want, and they would get rubbish results. So Google back in the day, their first algorithm. This is why they rule the world. Is an algorithm that was called PageRank, and it basically said hey, this website's being linked to by other websites. That's kind of a vote of confidence in, our, in our, our eyes. They must be doing the right thing. And that fundamental basis has never really changed. Google, I think, as they say, their mission statement is to organize the internet in an orderly fashion or whatever. I'll, I'll actually check my phone and give you the actual quote. Um, so they started to artificially... Um, boost up the rankings for those people that are getting proper links to them and essentially it, they're saying you're an authority in Google's eyes and the customers are like great that's the result that I wanted and they're hanging around longer so they're going this is the way so it's just you know just spiraled out of there um, and then all the other search engines sort of fell away really um, but back in the early days back in the late 90s you could essentially cheat the system right this is what we call in our industry black hat versus white hat is the goodies and black hat are the baddies okay gray hat are the people that a little bit dodgy but not not <laughs> quite not quite that bad so i try and give you an example say if you were a website and you sold panama hats right i'm in the wrong market i you, think that's a fantastic idea it's great isn't it <laughs> i quite love a panama hat um so you could have on your website we sell panama hats we've got big panama hats small panama hats you know, furry Panama hats, yellow Panama hats. If you want a Panama hat, we've got a Panama hat for you. I see where you're going with How this. does that sound? Yeah. That's awful, isn't it? But you'd be right up there in the rankings. Why? Because you've stuffed the hell out of it with what you're doing. And if, you, you're, if your domain name was panamahats.com, you're laughing. So, and that's the thing. I, th I feel people are still stuck in the late 90s with their assumption of what SEO is. Because if, you, if you're, say if you're a, a plumber in, in Guildford, you, you think, oh, well, just, I just need to say I'm a plumber in Guildford. And, you know, that's fine. But you've got a couple of service pages. You've got an About Us page, maybe, and a Contact Us page. Why are you different than the plumber around the corner? You're just the same. So people just think, oh, just stuff it full of keywords and it, and it will get up the rankings. And it, it's not relevant. With so, plumber keywords, not Panama hat No, keywords. no, no, quite. <laughs> just, to, just to change it. So... So people used to game the system and then it'd get to number one. Then they realized that page rank was an important factor for Google. So linking. So what did we do? Humans. So we're so bad, aren't we? We just built fake link farms. So non-sites non that people just link to to get a kickback and, and boost, boost the rankings. And then Google came along and went, all right, stop cheating. No, actually links are important, but are not that important. Actually, the content that you got on the site is really important so to start talking about plumbing or panama hats or whatever it is so guess what we did we started we went back we started cheating again okay and doing content farms so they'd outsource it to india or wherever it is to get cheap content it'll be thin so it wouldn't be detailed it wouldn't be accurate um so cut a long story short with all the algorithm updates that google had there was two major ones um in the sort of early 2000s or mid 2000s penguin and panda and they basically killed 
people link farming and content farming. So in 2019, and how you have done for many, many years, you just can't cheat Google anymore. They're too advanced. Um, if you're going to sell Panama hats, fine. Mention it once or twice, but don't go on about it. You can, you can, they understand synonyms as well, so you can talk around it. If there's other words that mean the same thing, just mention it. And the classic thing is just talk to human beings. If it doesn't read right to humans, then it, it, it's it's no good. So does it actually work against you then? Does Google, is it so sophisticated yeah. that it will recognise that you're cheating and it will yeah. mark you down almost? Yes. Oh. One of the myths is um, years ago, um, there used to be, oh, there's a percentage of keyword density they've got to use. It's, you know, X percent. No, it's not. There's no, there's no magic formula on that. And actually... Um, the figure that's banded around that I don't know where it came from but it's been like this, this for 10, 10 or 15 years is there's probably about 200 key factors for for ranking in Google uh, and that could be you know the relevant content it, it could be how your meta titles are and all that sort of stuff so so it's, it's, it gets a little bit it gets a little fit, bit fiddly but it, it, the key thing is if you're not trying to cheat the system, you're not going to lose brownie points. Okay. And if you're talking to your right audience, then you're doing the right thing. And, and actually, you need to understand a little bit about the technical things, and that's why SEO companies exist. But if you know the basics um, and you've done your research, it's marketing 101. Who are my customers? Where are they hanging out? What do they want? What are their needs? Uh, before we do any any form of digital marketing or any SEO before we fiddle around with any words or stuff we ask a customer who is a who is your typical customer you, know, you don't want to build a website based upon what you think looks cool and neither does the content or the SEO in it need to be what you think people want do the market research uh, there's a thing that we do religiously which is a, a keyword research report which has a look at all the different types of keywords you think you might want to be found for and phrases um, how competitive it is as well and then we say right give me a customer persona give me a jack and a jill what do they look like what are their needs what are their wants uh, where are they hanging out what platforms do they use etc and then you build the content on your site based upon your customer personas so let's say it is quite a saturated market then um, or industry like plumbing so mm. you know the, the customer personas are pretty much all going to be the same um, so you can't cheat you can't link farm you can't all the my marketing mm. strategy has basically been killed in this podcast <laughs> um, so you can't do any of those things um and your industry or the people that you're targeting there's so many and there's so many of people doing the same thing to service them so what can that person do they want to create an honest site obviously talking to human beings but then so are hundreds of other people so what would make me rank on the first page the holy grail versus somebody else yeah well um uh, let me just pick apart that last thing. Ranking number one, being number one on, on Google, is it sort of doesn't make sense in my head. Okay. So, uh, the, what do you want to be? Do you want to be number one for plumbing? No, you don't. I guess when someone has a leak in their house and they Google plumber slough, yep. I want to at least appear, I guess. Yes, That's my objective. Of course you do, yeah. yeah. So there's loads of components to that. There's there's that's local S, that's local SEO as well. So you can fine tune your website to be targeted to your local area okay. and stuff and, and I'll, maybe I'll touch on that in a minute. But let's just sort of backtrack. Um being number one on Google is a an arbitrary thing because a lot of people assume it's number one for the key term plumber or mm -hmm. whatever. 
and it's not really because if you're the number one for plumber my god you'll get thousands of people hit your site but thousands of people run away because you're not relevant you're not in the right area you don't do the services you want and that sort of stuff so one of the things we try and teach people is um, don't get too stuck on generic key terms so plumber is great but actually people don't type in they might do plumber slough right <laughs> We've I guess I, no 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 that's fine we'll, we'll carry on with this, with this example so they might do plumber slough and you you'd, if you've got good local SEO you, you'd come up but they might have a problem with their tap but they don't know how to fix it they're just they're asking they're after information right so actually you can rank number one for hundreds of di different different key terms there's a, there's a classic example that we that we use it uh, control it um got a blog article on our site about this um so forgive me if i'm going to remove the plumber element and i'm going to go to air, um bread and breakfast right you've had an upgrade had an upgrade, right? <laughs> say you're in in bournemouth there you go that's near near our way so you, you run a bread and breakfast right um and um I can give you 500 people a month typing in cheap bed and breakfast. Or I can give you 100 people looking for non-smoking, you know, 250 people looking for pet friendly and that sort of stuff. So if you analyze who you are, what you are and what your market is, you'll realize, hang on a minute, I've got a playground in the garden because we've got kids. So we let kids come. It's a non-smoking bed and breakfast. Um, it's pet friendly because we've got two Alsatians, that's fine, so you can bring your pet along. So actually, I'll give you 500, but all in smaller chunks, you know, 100 people looking for non-smoking, 100 people looking for pet friendly and that sort of stuff. So it's a smaller pie than cheap bed and breakfast, but you're going to get a bigger chunk of that pie and you're going to get more people converting it. So that's what so that's what I talk, talk about good quality traffic. You don't want traffic coming in just for traffic's sake because they just bounce off your site and go... That's not what I want. I'm yep. a smoker, or I don't like kids, or whatever it may be. <laughs> or I hate dogs, you know. So it's targeted. Don't want those kind of people. No, yeah, and and you're that. Like, oh, that's good. How then? How do I get people looking for non-smoking? People looking for pet-friendly content. The good old quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So it's good quality, relevant content. So you're, you know, you're a bed and breakfast. And you explain what you do, but you might have a blog article about how you you're dog friendly or a service page that says basically if you've got pets whatever and if people are typing in dog friendly bed and breakfast Bournemouth guess what that blog article that page is the one that they find in the search results and that leads them onto your website and if you've got a cool clear call to action on the bottom of that or a way to navigate in and around and inquire you're going to get that so yeah it's 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 yeah it's not so we we had this article which is basically the death of generic key terms is yeah. actually long what you know long tail just think of your own search behavior yeah right? i type it on the other day i think i took like a 12 word sentence into google to try and find out what it was i it's did fish in a smaller pond basically yeah 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 and be, and be more niche there's loads of plumbers out there yeah you know uh sort of going back to your original point about um there's an element of local seo as well so there's loads of things you can do to to basically um get into what we call the um i think they call it the snack pack so if you think of a search result if you typed in plumber slough you're probably going to get a couple of paid ads two or three at the top then you get that if it's got a geographical search term you'll get that indentation of the top three that's called it's called the snack pack um and in there you'll see 
the companies and you might have like a Google rating and stuff and then below that is the organic listings a lot of people don't even get onto the organic listing they just pick the top three or, or whatever it is so to get into that elitist club um, the, the tips of that is basically you need to prove that you're in Slough so actually wherever you are on the internet your address it's number one your address has to be exactly how it is so if it's 76 high street then it needs to be 70 if it's unit 2 76 high street then you need to say unit 2 76 high street if it's limited is your company is limited and not ltd then you need to spell it out so it's so it's basically going right back to the beginning make google's life easier uh, and then of course google reviews that helps in relevant content so yeah there's loads there's, there's lots and lots and lots of things local seo is probably its own little podcast it's not, I think. okay it makes sense yeah. yeah so it's just it's don't forget google index you by the robots cruel cruel your website and they're basically they're, they're they're a little bit dumb really in a sense they're looking for different clues so they basically they come across a web page and they say what's this page all about they look at the website address the url so if it's a, a page about how to build your own garden or whatever it would say gardens are us how to build your own herb garden whatever it is so that makes sense right and then it looks on the page and says what's this page all about and just like a chapter in a, in a book it takes the, the heading that's called an h1 so this is all a bit technical but this is the fundamentals are true and then it reads all the text in there is it related to the URL and the heading? And then there's a couple of images there, but it can't read images, so you need to tell Google what that image is about. So if you uploaded it from your digital camera, it'll be image 4629, yeah. load of rubbish. So you need to change it in, this, in the software, the content management system that you use, whatever it is. Um, it's called an alt text. So, and of course, that's really important because not everybody starts their um, search in Google search they could be searching it on YouTube they could be searching it in image search so it, does, it, it, all, it all depends so if they searching for herb gardens in image search because they want to look at a pretty picture then you have a good you have a better chance to come up in, in there and if they click on that that's a way through to your website so don't cheat use location services this is a test of my memory <laughs> um, fish in a smaller pond and Google's a busy boy. It's got a lot to do, so make it easy for Google. Yeah. What have we? What are we missing? Is there anything else? Uh, yeah. Well, you've got the fresh, relevant content, targeted users, all that sort of stuff. Um, on the more technical side, there's, there's, and of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because our company runs its own content management system, so we, we know how important it is. You've got to get the technical fiddly bits. This is the stuff that gives people migraines. It's like, oh my God, you know, and, and this is the language where you talk about H1s and meta types or meta descriptions and stuff. There's so many factors. There's a, there's a, I'm going to do a plug for, for another company called um, Search Engine Land. Um, years ago, they put out something called the SEO Periodic Table. So sounds sexy. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> oh, you I can't can see, see this. It. You can't see this because it's a podcast. But we'll pop a link um, to it. Totally search for it because they, every year they update it, and it's really cleverly structured. Um, so if you if you want to do SEO in a DIY approach, there's another acronym to throw out there. Then have a look at this, and this gives you a good, good, clear idea of what types of things to do and what not to do. So just to define it for the, for the listeners, there's on the left hand side in all the things in here it's blue it's on page factors 
annotate and on the right side is off page factors and then the stuff in red is don't do it that's cheating <laughs> and there was stuff in red you lose brownie points uh, and the stuff in green and blue you'll gain brownie points from Google and it almost puts it in a priority order as well so I like just I'll just read out a couple just to sort of make this localize it a little bit more so on page factors it's got three headings content architect and HTML so in content uh, it says quality is the most important that's what I've just been banging on about it says uh, our page is well written and have this uh, uh, substantial quality content so not just a scratchy little paragraph here and there is it more detailed are you an authority in Google's eyes um, uh, and on the architect it says can search engines crawl the website nice and easy um, so you could make their life they might make their life e easy a good example of um, uh, the content and the crawlability is if you've got a poor quality content management system they spit out what I would call dirty URLs uh, and um, I was just talking to uh, someone earlier about this quite a common example of this is if you've been to a website where you navigate and you go back to the home page and then suddenly the URL changes and it's got index HTML or something weird it's, it, it, the home page changes probably yeah it's noticing. really really yeah. common but in, in Google's eyes that's duplicate content and that, that's one of the major major no-nos I keep saying about relevant fresh content but also on the flip side of that duplicate content is a no-no gone are the days where you can steal someone else's article chain a few words and then claim it's yourself Google's too smart for that actually this is the hardest thing to explain to our e-commerce customers even product descriptions so you might have multiple companies using the same product you've got to change the product description as much as possible in your own language because Google basically say hey look these kids were here first why should I bother indexing That's you tough. I know yeah it's really tough it's really really tough that's a whole other world e-commerce um, and then, of course, on the HTML side of things, you know, does the HTML have the right keywords in there, meta descriptions? A good example is that meta descriptions. So typing in plumber or whatever it is, you get the title that comes up and then you get the description un underneath, right? That isn't a ranking factor. What you say in there isn't a ranking factor. People still stuff it with keywords and it doesn't make sense to me. But it's actually for human beings. So if I typed in plumber slough or Panama hat or whatever we're going to use with some cool examples actually um big plug I might, for Panama hat yeah yeah, yeah yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a website <laughs> isn't it? it probably is a website yeah, I'm I, I might as a user click on the seventh organic result because actually what I read in that description woos me into that more than anything else there were number one it didn't seem to make sense do you, do you know what I mean mm -hmm. um so it's not a ranking factor but it's a human factor, isn't it? So you, you should be able to change the meta description for every single key landing page on your website. And here's a good tip, actually. If you, if you, if you don't know what it says, because Google, if you don't change it, Google just scrapes whatever content it thinks it wants there. So a good tip is if you type in a site command, so S -I, into Google, S-I-T-E dot dot. So Hyphen? No, not a hot. The, the <laughs> two dots on top of each other. What was that? Colon. Colon. Thank yes. you. Without the hook or the bottom, <laughs> the dot dot. Goodness me. And then www dot, and then your, and your website address. It lists all of the pages, not in importance, but it lists all. It starts with the home page, and then it'll have your about us page, a service page, a blog page, or whatever. And underneath that, it's showing what the description is. And what you'll find if you haven't ever 
SEO'd your website or whatever the phrase is, you sometimes you can often get like boilerplate text, the same text in each page. What you want to say on the home page is different than you want to say on your about us page. It's different when you'll say on your service page. So then go into your ad, your admin panel or your content management system and then just change that relevant to your target market audience and what's relevant. So that's to that a good page. thing to ch- that we can check Definitely. today. And yeah. that's a re- that's that's SEO 101. Okay. Uh, there's loads of other things what I would call under meta stuff, but just the principles are never changed. It seems complicated, but as long as you're targeted audience, um, and then off-page stuff um, on the right side of this periodic table is your authority. Do the links that you link off. Are they trustworthy? Don't just link to your mate and get your mate to link back to you because it's got to be relevant for you. Unless your mate is like a big deal. If your mate's BBC, yeah, then go yeah. for gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate, isn't it? Uh, and that's why... So so I know this is sort of a little bit hickety-pickety, but the evolution of SEO, um, when it when the link farms died and stuff, all the marketeers went, oh my God, it's all about content. I'm going to pump out content and actually we've come to the point where there's so much content people just pumping out content for content's sake because they're not doing the market research they're not targeting it at their audience they're just writing blogs for the sake of blogs they're actually websites now suffer from too much content so therefore what i call ux user experience yeah, yeah. it becomes really important you need the this the navigation is very very convoluted sometimes on websites and here's a fact 76 percent of people leave uh, an e-commerce website because of poor navigation so there's nothing about how fancy the design is and this and that they just can't navigate left and right in the website so we try and control it design a website uh like an iceberg is that how we say where we just release a little bit of information at the tip and if you want to go down that rabbit hole there's more information but we don't kill people with walls of words and stuff so actually so the marketeers almost over flooded the market with so much content so what's happening now is actually the people you want on our side are people in the pr industry so if we used to love the geeks then the geeks stay we still need geeky stuff then we would love the marketeers because they can write the content and now we want pr content because there's so much content we actually want we actually want good quality content relevant to the user, but we want a good quality backlink. People really struggle mm-hmm. from good quality. So if there's some directories you can sign up to, that's good. There's some dodgy directories you shouldn't <laughs> sign, and you shouldn't sign, you shouldn't link up to your mate just because he's a, you know, he or she's a, a good mate. The way to get good quality links back in is produce some content that that website or that company wants to know about. Yes. So I think it's a problem that kind of transcends a lot of categories of marketing. We had uh, we did a conference last week um, at Capital Conference, and one of the speakers was talking about social media, and she said quite often, like I said, there's too much content. Everyone's trying to start the conversation, and she used the analogy. Michelle Carville, she used the analogy. You know, we've got two ears and one mouth, and yeah. it's kind of the same. You know, yeah. rather than just pumping out content, we need somebody else either join the conversation or in this case get somebody else interested in what we have to say enough to write their own original content yeah which is credible yeah yeah so it's kind of a yeah it's you know that it's, it's like a blanket approach isn't it i'm just gonna yeah. make loads of content throw it at the wall and see what sticks no go back to basics who is your your website your business can't be everything to everybody mm-hmm. you must have a niche in some area right and that's the same for your website it can't be 
everything to everybody you know is your target market audience male more male oriented than female is it business women ages from you know 20 to 50 or whatever it is go on that niche the content should be targeted towards that niche as well you can write about other stuff but it's basically fine-tuning your, your website yeah yeah absolutely so but you the content needs to be on solid foundations mm -hmm. so you so you could have a, a good-looking website that's got great content and stuff but if the technical SEO is not there then Google can't crawl your site so it's sort of going to waste it's like having a really fancy e-commerce website with a beautiful design but you, you know no one, no one can if you're not bringing people into your website there's no point it's, it's I have a feeling we should go down a massive rabbit yeah, hole here and probably run so. out of loads of time. So I reckon that um, we probably need another episode of this to explore some more detailed, uh, more detailed stuff. Yeah. But um, just kind of to finish up, I suppose. So I'm in a car. I'm driving to work. I'm listening to this. This is a challenge. Mm -hmm. What's your one, one key takeaway, one piece of advice if people want to start sorting out their SEO? I'm doing air quotes right now. What would that be? Um... I mean, of course, you can outsource this to a relevant company, but you know, there's pl pl plenty of cowboys <laughs> out there as well. But if you want to do the DIY approach, and that's totally fine, uh, go to some recognizable sources to learn more about it. Um, the people that I'd shout out, Search Engine Land and Moz, M-O-Z, they're two of the key players. There's so much, so many white papers and research to do that. But, but if, my, if I had a number one tip, it would just be do the research first. Find out who your market audience are, and then you know, having the wrong description or the wrong H1, or not, you've missed an alt tag. That's small fry compared to not targeting your website to your market audience. So if you don't have a pen right now and you can't write down any of the good <laughs> stuff that Richard has just said, that's the one piece to retain in your heads. Cool. So we're just going to finish up um, the episode today with something, with a segment I'll call it. Um, that we were going to do on every episode, stolen shamelessly from um, Guilty Feminist podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so, as I say, she starts all of her episodes with I'm a feminist, but, and we end all of our episodes with I'm a marketer, but, and we talk about the gripes, issues, challenges we have with the industry that we love, but <laughs> often, um, yeah, as I say, take issue with. So mine for today, I'll start, is I'm a marketer, but I hate gated content. What I mean by that, obviously most people are going to know what I mean by that, but that's you find a wicked article, you really want to read it, but then you have to fill in seven or eight fields. What's your dog's name? Where did you go to school? Before you can have access to that article. It's a really embedded way, especially in B2B marketing, to release your content. Obviously there's teams set up, you've got BDRs or telemarketers or whatever the team is called, mm. waiting for someone to fill out that form so then they can follow up and pass it to the sales team. So I get it, it's part of a well-oiled machine. However, it's so outdated. And I've yeah. actually taken this concept from a company called Drift. Right. Um, they're like conversational marketing experts. I've just seen them on LinkedIn. Um, they've ungated all of their content and it was a really controversial move but they're seeing a such increase in engagement you know I don't know the most recent stat but the a stat I saw a while ago um, when I worked I think two companies ago was that a buyer is 60% of the way down the cycle before they've even spoken to you so if you chuck a form in there you're just going to piss them off mm. or send them away or make them think twice about you know, how generous you are as a company um so i think why not remove that form 
and then they're going to get what they need which is a cracking piece of thought leadership written it's taken someone loads of time to write um, and then they're probably going to they're more likely to contact you so that's my issue um, I get it probably puts a, a few people out of a job <laughs> potentially or we just repurpose teams but no that's that's, that's that's totally right because um, when we do um, a little thing called content mapping with our customers we say look there's three stages that people are in they're in that information gathering stage um, uh, sorry fact finding and then this sort of decision you know and then and then they're um, more knowledgeable I can't remember the exact terminology we use but then the final one is the decision making so they might race through that within an hour it, it could be spread over days or weeks so then don't go for the juggler don't go down their throat and say buy my stuff today it's like they might be just asking fa after facts and figures about what they're talking about and then just you don't know what stage they're at so don't don't hammer them yeah and i hate that give, no one wants to give away all their data anymore do they? it's it's they it's, don't it's old hat. so what would be your but right well we're a digital marketing agency and i'm always banging on to customers about good relevant fresh content that was basically the entire episode so blog 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 <laughs> yeah. we haven't produced a new blog for about six months because we've been too busy <laughs> oh. we don't necessarily practice what we preach <laughs> you're a marketer but you don't do anything you don't take we any haven't blogged for six months yeah exactly yeah that's uh that's small business for you <laughs> well i guess we'll end it there <laughs> good stuff thank you very much for your time thank you very much take care